Welcome to Part 1 of The New Yorker's Double Issue for December 21st and 28th, 2009. We have five articles for you. In the talk of the town, Ian Fraser writes about the screening of a favorite Cuban-American film. Next, Evan Osnos reports on how China plans to mass-produce clean energy. Then John Seabrook profiles architect Zaha Hadid, whose new design, the National Museum of the 21st Century Arts, opened recently in Rome. And finally, in the current cinema, David Denby reviews four new films, Nine, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, The Young Victoria, and A Single Man. But first, it's this week's comment. In Peace and War, George Packer writes about Barack Obama's Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech. Torbjörn Jakland, the chairman of the Norwegian Nobel Committee, in presenting the Peace Prize to Barack Obama last week, quoted the previous African-American recipient, Martin Luther King, Jr., and added, Mr. President, we are happy to see that through your presence here, so much of Dr. King's dream has come true. Obama nodded and pursed his lips in the kind of grimace that passes over his face when he's moved. Perhaps he was thinking of a key passage in the speech that he was about to give, lines that opened up a certain distance from the nonviolent doctrine of King and Mahatma Gandhi. As a head of state sworn to protect and defend my nation, I cannot be guided by their examples alone, Obama said, when it was his turn at the lectern. I face the world as it is, and cannot stand idle in the face of threats to the American people. For make no mistake, evil does exist in the world. There was no way for the president to avoid mentioning the apparent contradiction between his decision to send 30,000 more troops to Afghanistan, which he announced two weeks ago at West Point, and his receiving the Peace Prize. But instead of disposing of it in a perfunctory gesture, he made it the basis of his address, devoting the first half of the speech to what he called the challenge of reconciling these two seemingly irreconcilable truths— that war is sometimes necessary, and war at some level is an expression of human folly. Working out apparent contradictions, reconciling irreconcilables, finding balances, living with paradox, these are the intellectual bread and butter of Obama's politics. We can acknowledge that oppression will always be with us and still strive for justice, Obama concluded. We can understand that there will be war and still strive for peace. He is the negative capability president. In Oslo in 1964, King used soaring oratory that pitted love and violence.